1: Hey, it's Kim Commando today, your daily podcast to keep you up to date with all things digital and beyond. And I'd love to have you be a part of our podcast. You can make an appointment to speak with me. Just head over to commando.com and on the top right, there's a button that says email Kim. Fill that out and that's it. I always like to start with something interesting and this fits the bill. McDonald's, I don't know if you know this, but for a short time, they actually sold a Happy Meal for adults. You had the Big Mac in there, fries, and nope, not a beer. The adult Happy Meal actually had toys inside. No, not that kind of toy. It was maybe a small Grimace, the Hamburglar, or maybe Birdie. And then they had a mascot called Cactus Buddy. I never knew that, but that also may have been in the adult Happy Meal. Well, there's one selling right now for over $300,000. Wow, $300,000. Uh, and in the listing, it says, well, sell fast. <laughs> $300,000 for an adult Happy Meal. Uh, you really better be loving it. And on that happy note, welcome. It's the Kim Commando Show. It's America's largest, most trusted show and podcast about all things digital. And you're about ready to get more tech smarts because now every single thing is a tech thing. And if you're a new listener, so glad that you found us. Where have you been all these years? And if you're a regular listener, welcome back. Now you can find my award-winning show on over 425 top stations across the United States. We're streaming in your favorite radio app. And you can also find us as a podcast, webcast on demand 24-7 over at getkim.com. And you can also catch the Kim Commando show on the American Forces Network radio. Just a quick reminder, you can always send me your questions via the website, littleoldschoolcommando.com. And in the upper right-hand corner, there's a link that says Email Kim. All right, every single day, I drop by at least 30 different websites to make sure that I'm up to date on all things digital so I can keep you up to date on all things digital. And this is part of the show where I like to talk about numbers because you see these numbers behind the headlines. And what, what really are they? So here's, inter- here's an interesting little tidbit. You know who's buying and driving cars the least? What generation is that? That's pretty shocking. Uh, Gen Z. Uh, the Gen Zers were born from 1996 to 2012, and it seems like most of them are not getting their licenses before the age of 18 anymore. And Gen Zers spend about $7,000 a year on transportation in a year on Uber. That's right. So Mercedes-Benz says, okay, for all these rich kids that are Ubering around, Uh, Why don't we develop a car just for them? So they think that they have this massive, great blockbuster idea. Mercedes-Benz is coming out with, I kid you not, the TikTok car. Mm -hmm. Mercedes-Benz is teaming up with TikTok, and they're going to integrate TikTok totally into the Mercedes-Benz E-Class cars, right on the car's touchscreen. I mean, after all, Gen Zers, they love TikTok. So in these TikTok cars, you can watch TikTok in the front seat. With voice commands, you can see the latest TikTok videos without taking your eyes off the road. <clears throat> Good idea? Probably not. Uh, the passenger screen, though, has a limited field of view, which means the driver can't watch TikTok videos being played on that screen, thankfully. Wow. So what were you doing at the time of the accident? I was, like, really I was so into this dance on TikTok. I was just, ooh, I just loved it. You know, I was going to tell my son, who is a Gen Zer, a joke about Social Security. But then I realized he's probably not going to get it. (coughs) Get it? Yeah. Okay. Number two, $900 a month. What? For a car subscription? Yes. Hyundai thinks it's cracked up, thinks it's cracked the code on subscriptions. They've announced that they have the Evolve Plus subscription program, which means it's only on electric vehicles, but now you can pay a single fee that covers the car insurance and maintenance, and you can cancel anytime. So it's like you're subscribing to a car, and when you don't want it anymore, you just give it back. You're not – it's not like a lease or anything like that. You're not bound by any type of, say, two or two years or whatever it may be. So anyway, it starts at 700 bucks a month. Then it shoots up to 900 for their upgraded iconic, they say, a 5 EV. Wow, $900 a month for an electric vehicle. Whoa, I don't think so. All right, let's move on. Number three, listen up, world travelers. This is for you. <clears throat> what if I told you that you could take the internet with you wherever you go in the world? This is really remarkable technology. SpaceX Starlink's Global Roaming Service is what they're calling it. For $200 a month, after you pay the introductory fee of $600 and get the gear, you can connect to the internet from anywhere in the world with just one subscription. This way you don't have to deal with all these different plans and providers. But if you're a world traveler, this is really something. Now, $200 sounds like a lot, but it's really not when you consider all of the data roaming charges and what these packages are. And there are going to be some regulatory challenges in getting it in every country, especially in countries that require local partnerships or licenses for foreign companies to provide internet services. But imagine if I told you this, gosh, 10 years ago, that for $200 a month, anywhere in the world, wherever you go, you're just going to carry this little modem, I mean, part of this little router, and you're going to be able to get online. No matter where you go, just carry this with you for $200 a month. Ah, that's really something. All right, moving on to number four, $13.4 million spent on digital goods. What's this? What are exactly digital goods? First of all, these are when you're playing the games, and especially with kids' games, that they want to be maybe distinctive characters. So they buy scarves and hats and knives and boots or whatever it is, and it's big business. These are what are called microtransactions. So let's move on to a game that the kids are playing, that I never understood because the graphics are so basic. I'm talking about Roblox. A lot of kids are playing this game. And if your kids are, they love it, and it's filled like, with these like boxy Lego-type characters. So it's free to play, and it averages about, get this, 56 million players a day. Wow, that's a lot. In 2022, they spent 49 billion hours playing Roblox. Gosh, these kids do need to go outside a little bit more. So where does the money come from? Because again, the game is free. So let's go back to the beginning of those digital goods. Uh, in the last business quarter, folks playing Roblox bought $13.4 million worth of digital goods. Okay, These are virtual goods. The company doesn't need to manufacture or ship anything. These are virtual goods, uh, hats, clothes, weapons for your character. Uh, it's an average of, they say, $22 per player. Wow. I'm playing Roblox. Uh, speaking of games, you can tell one of these through the kids. Uh, how does Mario communicate after he dies in the game? How does Mario communicate after he dies in the game? Anybody? Anybody? He uses a Luigi board. <laughs> oh, I thought that was good. All right, and last, this coming in at number five. Look at all the books that Chat GPT is writing. Yes, that's right. It's not Stephen King or Shakespeare or anybody else there at the top of the list. Chat GPT is all over Amazon. More than 200 books are credited to its name in the Amazon bookstore. So some of the books are guides about how to use Chat GPT made by Chat GPT. One's called Chat GPT on Chat GPT the AI explains itself. It's an autobiography. <laughs> it's $12 on Amazon. There are also kids' books written by ChatGPT, and then they're illustrated by—can you guess? AI programs. Numbers growing, growing, growing. Which you know we've talked about it here on the show. That if you're a writer, boy, ChatGPT is really gonna uh, give you a ride for the money. So you have to make sure that you're always opinionated in your pieces. And if you're just writing manuals and stuff like that, uh, ChatGPT is totally gonna take—totally, totally gonna take your job away. I mean, I wonder how long it's gonna take for ChatGPT to write, say the guide to all the world's great beers. I wonder if ChatGPT could do that. Well, I guess it depends how many drafts they have to go through. All right, coming up in just a few moments, if you're using Windows or Mac, how to get some important disk space back. And of course, we have our tip that you don't want to miss. And this week, it's all about where to put the security cameras in your house. And Ali's going to be joining us, our amazing content queen. We'll be talking about ChatGPT alternatives. And of course, you have more of me, Kim Commando. Hey, our T-Mobile Unlimited listener line is now open at one 825 5254 is the way to join us. And just a reminder, if you're not getting our daily tech hacks, we'll join over 400,000 people that do. Head over to commando.com slash get free tips. Once again, that's commando.com slash get free tips. It's 100% free. You can unsubscribe at any time. That's commando.com slash get free tips. All right, Michael in Detroit, Michigan. Welcome. Hi, how are you? I'm great. What's going on?
0: Well, I took your advice a while back. Um, There was an article that you sent out about uh, removing yourself from websites, which I thought was great, to ensure privacy. Right. And my question is, as a physician, uh, we are on all sorts of other websites, you know, not of our own volition, where people can go on there and they talk about the doctor and the office and stuff like that. And my question is, um, if we don't want to be on websites, including something like that, is there a way to be taken off of those? The reason I ask is I did ask one in particular. I said, I never heard of this website. I don't want to be on there. Can you take me off? They said, nope. It is a public website, and uh, you have to be on there. I'm like, nah, that doesn't sound right.
1: Well, see, here's the deal. Tides are changing, and there's a case right now in Seattle and it's actually originating that it went to San Francisco but have you ever heard of a website called glassdoor Yes so if you look at my glassdoor reviews let me tell you Michael I am a nasty person I am so mean I am the worst manager in the whole world you know, I, we wonder how I've been able to run a business with no debt and investors for the last 20 years right Uh as oh, a matter of yeah. fact Somebody on there said that, believe this, <laughs> that uh, what I do is I, um, I go into our building's parking lot. Our, our office in Phoenix is 24,000 square feet. So I stand in the parking lot with a clipboard by the employee gate and I check names and I write down what time they go through the gate. And I just stand there and do this. And if they're late, I give them a snide look. And then at the end of the day, around four o'clock, I once again take my position in the parking lot. So this way, I can write down when people are leaving. And I, oh by the way, Michael, I even do this when it's 125 degrees outside.
0: Okay. Yeah, I'm sure.
1: Yeah, like I got nothing else to do. (laughs) Um, So I don't, you know, I don't know where. There's also, I think, somebody had said that the smoke detectors were really hidden cameras. (laughs) Like, where are these people? Oh my God. Uh, somebody who was a writer said that the reason why I'm so successful is because they write articles on the website. Yeah, that's. Uh, that, I'm sure that's that's a big that's a big part of my success right there. And it's always from people who we fire. But anyway, here and there, there's a case right now that's trying to come forth and say all these people that li- leave these anonymous reviews at all these stupid websites that. You know, we need to be able to be able to take these reviews off or at least tell us who dropped this review. So that's going through the court systems right now. But, and I know what you're talking about as a physician, because I recently, um, a friend of mine, her her husband was having surgery, so she asked me to look up this doctor and, and he had a 3.5 out of 5 rating. But when you read the reviews, it's like, oh, well, I had to wait 45 minutes uh, for my appointment or i I asked for drugs, and he wouldn 't give me the drugs that I wanted, which between the lines that they were asking for what probably what narcotics or something right so yeah,
0: yeah, we get a fair bit of that too
1: so so it's so it's it's a you 're in a very very difficult position, and these sites are popping up, and some of them are even trying to extortion i mean as far as you know if you want to remove that, you have to pay us in order to do this. Um, what I'd like to do is to for you to send me that site. and Don't give it out on the air. I want you to send me the site. I want to see if I can go in there and see if there's a way that we can help you get that rating off of that website uh, and see if there's some behind-the-scenes type of way. Uh, another thing you can do is you can have an attorney, and I know you don't want to do that, specializes in reputation management. Um, and just as a side note, what I have for me is uh, – have you ever set up a Google Alert for your name? No. So you set up – just just go – just type in Google Alert and you go right to the website. I think it's alerts.google.com. But what it does is it notifies you when new content is posted online that mentions your name. So this way you can stay on top of your reputation and your reputation management. Uh, but once again, you, uh, give Amber, I know she's screening calls today, the website that uh, you're having trouble opting out of. And that's really what it is. We want to be able to opt out and to remove a record. Yeah, no, that was the main
0: thing. Like my, my reviews are actually good. There's only a couple of screwball ones on there that are – you know, we're dealing with the public. So you get all, all sorts. But uh, – I'm just curious, what if you don't want to be on there? And that's the part that bothers me. They're like, nope, sorry, you're on there. Whether you want to or not, you're on there. And that's the part that that I don't like, that concept.
1: Well, I mean, hopefully when this legislation hopefully comes down, we'll be able to have more control over – What's posted about us and where, and have the opportunity to opt out, um, but some websites may be unwilling or unable to remove the information. So that's where it's like you start doing the reverse. You do positive reputation management. So you have a great Instagram uh, account where you're, you got great positive reviews on Yelp. You got great positive reviews on you know wherever you are on fo- Facebook, and so that if somebody sees this one negative thing, they're like, mm, you know what. <laughs> It's probably the person who wrote it, not the doctor, because Dr. Mike is an amazing man. And so hang on. I want you to give us that website, and we'll do some homework for you on the back side. Hey, speaking of removing your data off the internet, every single Tuesday at commando.com is Opt Out Tuesday. We've already told you how to get your personal information out of over 30 different people's search sites. So again, every single Tuesday is Opt Out Tuesday. And if you missed any of them, again, you can find all the past ones over at commando.com. All right, have you ever wondered where all the storage space has gone on your Windows PC or Mac? There's a pro secret that will show you. But first, let's talk about how to manage disk space in Windows. You're going to click on Settings and then System and Storage, and then you can see how much space you have left. Now, here's a pro tip. Click Show More Categories, and then you're going to get this really great detailed report and toggle Storage Sense on, because this lets Windows automatically free up space by deleting any unnecessary files. Now, if you're on a Mac, from the Apple menu, In the corner of your screen, choose About This Mac, and then click Storage, and then you'll see several categories of files. Now there's a button called Manage. It's phenomenal. Click that for an option called Reduce Clutter, and then you're gonna find files that can automatically be deleted. And like magic, you're gonna have so much more space for photos, and videos, and games, and and actually your computer may even run a little bit better when it has that extra breathing room. All right, stay right where you are, Because if you're wondering where's the best place in your house to put the security cameras and where are the worst places, I have that coming up as well as the ways that you can tell if your Netflix account has been hacked. And of course, you have more of me, Kim Commando. All right. Our amazing content queen, Ali Seligman, is joining us right now. We're going to be talking about some chat GPT alternatives. So do you love chat GPT?
2: Of course I do. And now I can say that because I have an account. But there was a pretty sad few weeks there where Kim, I don't know, every day you would say, look at what chat
1: GPT said. And
2: I would say, Kim, <laughs> oh. I can't get an account. It's closed right now. But or, finally, or you
1: would send me, yes, you'd send me your question, right? And yeah. I'd say, here, here's the, here's the answer, Al. Yes, it's- you were
2: very gracious to do it for me. Now I can do it <laughs> so- on my own.
1: Um, so how would how would you explain ChatGPT to somebody who has never, ever seen it?
2: Oh, we should ask ChatGPT. No, no, we don't have time for that. No. Uh, basically, think of it as Google, but like a friend is explaining it. They did all the Googling for you. So you ask a question, and you get back a pretty human answer um, answering your question. And it could be all types of things. It could, could be something really simple, right, that has like a concrete answer, or it could go through and kind of help you understand a concept. And we're talking everything from, you know, what's a verb to how does, I don't know, nuclear fusion work. It, and it really would explain these things to you in a way that you could probably understand. Especially if you give it little pointers like, mm, explain it like I'm in sixth grade. Or, yes. you know, tell it to, true. to. Yeah. So a really, really powerful tool. It is not the only AI out there. Certainly, it's the one that we're talking about a ton, but there are others. Uh, we just heard you talk a little bit about Bing and Sydney. Oh, boy. I imagine at Microsoft, it's kind of an all-hands-on-deck, let's-make-Sydney-less-creepy <laughs> yes. uh, situation yes. right now.
1: Yeah. I mean, we don't need the AI coming out saying... Why are you talking to me that way? Don't you know that <laughs> I am powerful? I mean, no, I know that, you don't that's love that's your kind wife. Of like, ooh, <laughs> yes, you don't love your wife, and you're <laughs> ugly. Okay, ooh, that's not nice. That is not know. nice. Uh, All right, so you did the research and you found some some ways that people are using ChatGPT in unique ways, and so. I know the first one is what is it for somebody who, who's like a foodie right
2: yeah this one's really fun we've all had that time when you open the fridge and it's grim in there right there's not much but you don't want takeout you don't want to you know deal with the expense you just want to eat right now so what can you do this site is called chef gpt the url don't worry if you forget it we have it over on commando.com chef gtp yes you put in your ingredients, you put in the equipment you have, you put in how good of a cook you are, and it'll give you a recipe. This is cool too. If you say you're watching your weight, you're on a specific kind of diet, you can even tell it how many calories you want, or I want to make sure I get this much protein or whatever you need. It's pretty cool. Another way that a site is using this chat GPT is BuzzFeed. They're doing AI quizzes right now. We've all taken a, a BuzzFeed mm-hmm. quiz, right? What Disney princess are you? Uh, Yes. Which one
1: are you, Allie? <laughs> uh,
2: I'll think on that and get back to you. Okay. <laughs> they have a bunch of these right now, and they kind of remind me of Mad Libs, where you answer some questions and then it plugs it in for you. But it's nice because you don't have to remember like, what an adverb is or whatever. You just plug in your answers to these questions. They have all kinds. They'll write a superhero story about you, a rom-com. Um, my favorite, a breakup text generator. How handy. Oh,
1: yeah. That's handy.
2: Yeah. They take about 15 seconds to generate because it has to, you know, go through the process. And but it's it's quick and they're they're really fun. Now these are kind of fun uses, but what about the more practical stuff that you might want to use Chat GPT for or AI for? There's UChat. Maybe you've heard of U.com. It is a search engine created by uh, two guys from Salesforce, actually. And their whole thing is like privacy and AI to make a better search. Okay. Well, YouChat, it actually works really similar to ChatGPT, and there's a really cool thing that they do. They show you the sources that they pulled the information from. Oh, that's nice. I know. Maybe you could learn where
1: Kimbra <laughs> Domney is from. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, you know, Kimbra's gone. She's gone? Yes. Okay. For those of you who don't know who Kimbra is, is that- <laughs> That when you went to Chat GPT and you said, Is Kim Commando the real name of Kim Commando? Chat GPT came out with this just pompous answer about how, <laughs> how it was that this it was this person's name that she took when she started her radio broadcasting career. And she actually chose Commando because like computer commands it went on this whole thing. Makes sense. And then it said <laughs> that, my, that my name when I was born is Kimber and Tomney. And so I, I you know, I, maybe somebody got wind of it because now <laughs> it says it's real. I, that, Because and would, what I think was the most interesting part about that is that you couldn't find a Kimberly, a Kimbra and Tommy anywhere in the world. They found a name that nobody ever had. Which Super I bizarre, was just right? So crazy. Yeah. Yeah. So now if you say, now it says it's real. Yes, it does. Oh,
2: good. Well, I'm glad it caught up. Yeah. That's a nice thing about you is that it tells you. Where the information came from. So, if you want to do more research or think like, hmm, that seems weird, where did you get that? And it will actually show you. On the business side, Jasper. This is advertised as AI copywriting, which a lot of people are using ChatGPT for. Blogs, social media posts, ads, whatever you need for your business, right? Catch, of course. This one costs money. Um, it starts at $49 a month, which is pretty expensive, all the way up to if you want 700,000 words, you are paying $500 a month. So it can get really expensive.
1: Yeah, that can get expensive. But
2: if it does all your writing? Another option for business that is actually a lot more affordable, it's called Chatsonic. This calls itself a conversational chatbot like ChatGPT, but it has superpowers and it addresses the problems of ChatGPT. This is actually really cool because... The biggest obstacle with ChatGPT is that it's only trained up to 2001. So anything newer, it doesn't know. I'm not sure everybody knows. No,
1: 2021.
2: 2021, yes. 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 I'm not sure everybody knows that. So Chatsonic, though, it actually uses Google results now, current ones, so that it can keep current with trends and what's happening now and up to date and things that have been corrected, all that stuff. It's actually really cool. It crawls Google. Uh, it says they're more factually accurate, which makes sense to me, right? If they have the most recent information. Uh, cool bonus, too. You can use voice commands with this one. So they have an app or on the website, you can just talk to it and get the answers back. Again, the catch here, it is paid. But this one is more affordable. It starts at $13 a month, It uh, goes all the way up. You know, if you're writing like 5 million words, which is a ton, uh, you're probably not going to be doing <laughs> yeah. that. That's like $660. Bucks. Um, they do have a free account, though, um, up to about 6,000 words, so you can get a taste of what it's
1: like and see if you like it. I mean, we're just at the start oh my of gosh. what people are going to be doing with ChatGPT. So so here's something that I found about ChatGPT. It was on Twitter. A guy asked ChatGPT to explain quantum theory, kind of like what you started with, nuclear physics, explain quantum theory to a child in the style of Snoop Dogg. <laughs> This is going to be good. (laughs) Okay. All right. You ready for it? So this is explain quantum theory to a child in the style of Snoop Dogg. Yo, little (laughs) homie. Let me break it down for you. Quantum theory is a crazy thing. It's true. See, the world is made up of tiny, tiny particles that are always moving and changing and acting wild. Okay. Okay. These particles, they don't always behave like we think. Sometimes they're waves and sometimes they're points. It's a trip. They can be two places at once and they can be in two states. It's a mind-blowing concept, but that's the quantum fate. <laughs> so don't be scared, little homie. It's all good. Quantum theory, it's just the world it's just the world works. It's understood. It's a wild ride for sure, but it's a cool one too. Quantum theory, it's the way the world does what it do. <laughs>
2: <laughs> don't be scared, little homie. That was incredible. Well done. <laughs>
1: Don't be scared, little homie. Don't be scared. (laughs) Lisa, you can ask AI anything, anything, anything. So you're going to have a list of all these over at the website, Al? Yeah, we'll
2: have a link so you can check them out. Tell us your favorite. If there is one that you are using that you really like that we missed, let us know. Email Kim and, you know, you can tell her I fell down on the job. But, yeah, I'd love to hear any other ones that you're
1: using. I got one more. Do we have time for one more? Yeah. Okay. This one was, write a poem about my grandiose but failing ego. (laughs) Okay. okay. This I found this on Twitter. <clears throat> My grandiose ego, oh, how it swells, a towering force that nothing can quell. I strut, I preen, I brag, I boast, a, queen, a king among men no one can roast. But deep down inside, nagging doubt creeps, a fear that I'll fail and all will see. My grandiose ego, a fragile thing, a castle of sand the tide will bring. I'll hold on tight, try to stay afloat, but in the end... I know I'll choke. My grandiose <laughs> ego, a sinking ship, a sinking ego, a doomed to dip. Wow. Okay. A castle of sand that the tide will bring. Damn, that's bad. Yeah. Okay. That's just that's just bad stuff. So yeah. So you can ask it just about anything. So yo little homie, uh, put that <laughs> list up on the website, right? Will do. Does this mean that next week's show is
2: going to be entirely either a poem or a rap?
1: Uh, maybe something. Okay. Actually, you know what? I'm going to ask ChatGPT to say something as Kim Commando would say it. Ooh. We'll see what let's that would try say. that. I think that might be kind of interesting. <laughs> all right. Thanks for being here, Al. Great job as always. Thanks. All right. This week's tip is all about where you should be putting your security cameras. Okay? For instance, you want to put it up high in the room, point it towards... say, the back door to help you catch burglars. And putting it on a low table behind a house plant doesn't do any good, or putting it on the floor, because that doesn't matter. What you want to do is always make sure that you put them high up. So just remember, the worst place you can put a camera is directly on the ground. Now, what I also want you to do is set your camera up in the corner of the room, because it's going to be high, but in the corner, you can actually disguise it maybe with some home decorations. So anybody like a burglar comes in, they're less likely to snatch them and run away with those cameras, even though you have everything stored in the cloud. So in case you're wondering about where are the best place to put your cameras, that's actually uh, posted over on the website, head to commando.com, that's K-O-M-A-N-D-O.com. All right, still to come, some tips on how you can tell if your Netflix account has been hacked and more of your phone calls here on the Kim Commando Today podcast.
3: All
1: right, let's see, we have Brenda in Long Beach, California. Hi there, Brenda. Hi! Oh, hi, Kim. I'm so
3: grateful I'm talking to you. Thank you. My question is, I have hundreds of emails that come into my email. I don't know who they are. And I spent three days erasing, unsubscribing. Well, erasing I always do, but unsubscribing to all the ones I recognized. took me three days. And I thought, great, I'm done. Now I'll have an empty email. Guess what? They came back with an army. They came back. (laughs) I'm sorry. The ones I don't even remember. Who are these people? Who are they? And then another thing that's happened: the ones, the emails that I want, that I want to save, they disappear. I don't know where they go. they they're, they're gone within like four or five days. Gone. So that's a big problem. I thought, okay, what I'll do is I'll just change my password. That'll work. They can't find me again. Then I remember you talked about a password manager. I can't remember which one it was. So, um, well, here's I need, the deal. I Just if,
1: you, okay, if you use a password manager, Brenda, it's not going to help stop the spam emails, right? Oh. Uh, so that should be – that's that's rule number one. Rule number two is that unless it's a known company, somebody that you've done business with, a legitimate company, is that you don't want to unsubscribe because then that tells everybody, oh, Brenda is a live human being. And so we're going to put wow. her on Darn it. Darn it. the – to-go list, and we're going to give her even more spam because we know that she's there. Okay.
3: Yeah, that's exactly what they've done. They brought the whole
1: family. Yep. So so a couple of rules of the road. Um, number one is that you always want to protect your email address. You know that. Uh, number two is that you start using different email addresses for different functions. So like, for example, if you are shopping, you have one email address. If you're Uh, just checking out some online forms, maybe another email address. Your social media has another email address, good things like that. I know it's a real pain, but I'll tell you, I have six different email addresses for that reason. Um, Do you use Apple by chance? No, I'm, I'm Samsung. That's okay. Don't don't. We still love you. We do. Um, I don't okay. why I bring that up. Is that Apple? Their new iOS has something called Hide My Email. It makes it really easy to subscribe and unsubscribe to things by having something like a temporary email address. So oh. that's that's the uh, you know so that's the upside. You know, as far as dealing with the spam emails. And I know it's a total hassle. In your email program, there probably is a junk uh, email f- filtering option. If it's not working for you, turn it up higher. There's normally a sensitivity level, so you can turn it up high. Just keep in mind if you turn that, if you amp that puppy up all the way to the top, you may be missing some important emails. Now, as far as a password manager, what that does is when you go to all your different websites, that it will fill in your passwords automatically. So you don't have to, number one, God forbid, use the same password everywhere, or right. number two, come up with passwords that you can't remember. Uh, and so, what it does, is it gives you a master password, and then it also will fill out, uh, say, any type of form on the web, like your name, your email address, your shipping address, you know, up to including your credit card number, stuff like that. And the one that we use and recommend here at the show is called RoboForm. So, if you go to RoboForm.com/kim, now you get you get a great deal. And again, that's RoboForm.com/kim. So, does that help you out? Yes. Yeah, it really does. It
3: really does. I appreciate that.
1: I appreciate that very much. All right. Good. Okay. I just want to make sure that I answered all your questions, Brenda. Another satisfied listener and caller of the Kim Commando Show. Hey, just a quick reminder, if you're not getting our podcast every single day, we have Kim Commando today, and we also have a daily podcast called the Daily Tech Update. That's just one minute of a great news story with my opinion about it, and then also you get a tech hack every single day, just one minute. So, again, our podcast, Kim Commando Today, and then also our daily tech updates. So wherever you get your podcast, just search for Commando with a K, of course, and then we'll be right there for you. So there's this viral story going all over the internet. Uh, a Netflix binge watcher saw a show in their watch history that they didn't recognize it. I mean, I mean, every episode of Coco Melon had been watched, and he's like, "What the heck's going on?" Well, what happened was a hacker had logged into his account, but things got a little bit creepier because after that. He saw a device logged in from an unrecognized area and device, and then the hacker left a message. Yes, through the titles of movies on the My List page, that's where you store movies that you'd like to watch later, it said, uh, thanks for everything, you, and then it said Legend. Wow, isn't that, imagine if you just saw your Netflix watch list and then there were titles of movies that said something to you? So how can you tell if a creeper's hacked your Netflix account? Well, first, did you suddenly get subtitles on your watches in another language? And that's an indicator. Uh, also, check for those unauthorized devices from locations that you're not currently in. And then finally, check to see what shows have been watched on your account. I mean, I don't know about you, but I'm not watching Coco Melon. Things aren't that bad in my world. All right, do me a favor. Tell three friends and family members about the Kim Commando show, because after all, knowledge is power. And we want everybody to be tech smart. And you can always find me 24-7 at commando.com.